It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Liverpool Total Liverpool podcast. I'm Jake, and today I am joined by Deej. Deej, how are you doing, buddy? Not doing bad at all today, mate. Looking forward to tomorrow. Yourself? Why, oh, yeah. It's, it's a game that, you know, I, I sometimes like and sometimes I hate. And, and to, tomorrow, to me, feels like one of those ones that I'm going to hate because it, it's so early on, but it's so crucial. Absolutely crucial. And... I mean, the season's not going to be decided on tomorrow. It's it's not no. crucial, but but it, it's, it's a it's a, it's a marker, isn't it? That's what it is. It feels to me like that that game when we won the league a couple of years ago when when we beat them. I think it was three one in the end, and you know that early momentum that we had, and and to be able to to, take, to bring City to Anfield and just crush them was so pivotal because it just set us on our way to to great things. And you know if we do manage to beat them tomorrow, then hopefully this will have a similar effect. But only time will tell. Honestly, I think any time any of the top six play another one of the top six, the mm. the objective should be to put a marker down. Yeah. And I think I think we achieved that with Chelsea because I think we were heavily underdogs for that Chelsea game and we managed to hold on for a one-all, even though they did only have 10 men. Mm. Uh, we, we probably should have done better, but I think we definitely put a marker down for that one. And now this is our second, our second big test. But I think my big concern is that Pep watched the Brentford game and knows that all he has to do is put five players in our box and our defence falls apart. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, there's, there is some positives, obviously. City's third away game in a row. I think it's their third or se- third game, you know, second game in a week. It's quite, quite a busy week for them. You yep. go to Paris and having a big game there, a tough game in, in Paris. Obviously, us not having such a tough game in Porto, but having good momentum keeper up for us, I think. Deej, what are you expecting from tomorrow? What are you thinking that the game, how the game is going to go? Because I think it's going to be... I think it's going to be quite end to end. If I'm being honest, I, I agree. Both of these, these sides don't sure. don't like to defend, do they? Really? <laughs> well, we've both been pretty solid defensively this season so far. Anyway, I mean, in the league before the Brentford game, we'd only conceded one goal. City in mm. the league at the moment have only conceded one goal. Yeah. So defensively, we've been doing absolutely fantastic. And uh, I was looking at some of the stats yesterday. 
City are far and ahead uh, leaders in the expected goals against um, stats. I think City are around two and a half goals. They're expected to have conceded right now. Uh, we're slightly uh, overperforming our expected goals against because I think we're expected to have had like a 6.3 or something against us and we've mm. only had four. So uh, we're both doing incredibly well defensively. Yeah, we are shitting all over everyone in the league, attacking wise. Like our, our expect, we're we're head and shoulders above everyone else on the expected goals for charts. Like we're we're somewhere around sixteen. We're expected to have scored so far. Yeah, and uh, I think City are only around like the thirteen, fourteen mark for theirs. So I think if it does come down to a a question of who's got the better attack in this next game, Liverpool walk it. But I actually think it's it's going to be stalemated. It's going to be a tactical stalemate. I think uh, I don't think Pep's going to come to defend. Yeah, but I think they're definitely going to come with a tactical foul or two in their locker, and they'll they'll just bring people down to stop attacks. Um, the the big thing I can see working out for us though, because uh, City have a few injuries, like Gundogan's out, yeah. which means they can't play him as his false nine or play him alongside De Bruyne in midfield. Which means they're either going to have to go double defensive midfield with uh, Rodri and Fernandinho. Or they're going to have to play Grealish alongside um, alongside De Bruyne and then mm. play Sterling out on the left. Uh, I think both of those work pretty well for us. I mean, De Bruyne's got a moment of magic in him and he can change a game in a second. Yeah. But if you've got Hendo on the field and Van Dijk on the field looking for those diagonal balls out to Salah and Mane... It changes um, it pretty completely, much. doesn't it? Yeah, it completely cuts out City's midfield entirely. So, yeah, uh, I think I think that'll probably be the way we look to to progress the ball up the field here. Uh, I mean, lineup wise, I don't see much changing for us from Porto. I think my only change would be Bobby comes in for Jota. Yeah. Um, so I, I see Van Dijk to Jones to Mane being one of our biggest outlets, um, and then obviously Hendo to Salah. With uh, I'm expecting Milner to play right back. Milner pushing up for support as well. So. Um, yeah, I, I, that, I, I see it being a stalemate, to be honest. I, I can see it being a goal, a, a, not a board draw, but a goal draw. So either a 1-1 or a 2-2, I see it being. Draw for you. Actually, I, I'm, I'm sort of in that camp where I think it'll be a draw, but I've also got a sneaky feeling that, that we might just get something from this, that it might be, you know, a 2-1, 2-0 sort of thing. In the last five minutes. <laughs> yeah, big div off the bench. <laughs> that, that would be that would be brilliant if he did. I think Adam, uh, he's not joined us today. I think he went 3-1 to Liverpool, didn't he? I think that was his It's a brave, brave prediction. I, mean, I know it's, it's very... I know the fans are back, but it's City. Yeah, absolutely. It is. It is. Virgil van Dijk, nice little fact is he's unbeaten in 50 Anfield games so far, which is, yep. you know, impressive. So hopefully he can keep that up tomorrow. That would be be lovely. And Mo Salah scored four in his last five appearances at Anfield against Man City in all competitions. So again, I hope that, you know, he adds another couple to that tally. And, well, he's on and fire. It all goes swimmingly. He is on fire. So far this season and two assists. So yeah, Salah is, Salah is killing it at the moment. Salah's um, on fire. Mane's, you know, improving. And I, I agree with you, mate. I think that uh, Jota will probably step out for this and we probably will see Bobby because Bobby likes a game against City. He, he very well, much does. He's going to be obviously doing what Bobby does, which is dropping back from the forward position to play in that hole uh, between uh, basically where Rodri plays. Now, if they play Rodri and Fernandinho, I think they'll deal with him pretty well. But if they only play yeah. one of them, uh, Bobby's going to be causing havoc in that gap between the front line and the midfield. He's going to be drawing... Uh, potentially drawing Diaz out of position, drawing Laporte out of position, um, pretty much taking up all of Rodri's time. So I, I think Bobby is the right choice for this game because we need to nullify uh, the strength of their defence, yeah. which includes their defensive midfielder. And I think Bobby dropping into those holes is one of the best ways to do that because 
when we see Jota play, he doesn't drop back anywhere near as much as Bobby does. He's always looking yeah. for how to get forward and get a goal in, uh, being a bit more of a poacher where uh, Bobby is is very much a let's draw the defence out to make space for Salah and Mane to, to sort of take those diagonal runs into the box. Uh, and I think that's definitely the best way for us to to approach this game. Yeah, I think I think Jota's speed and, and, and sort of the danger the, the danger that he offers, I think that could be crucial coming off the bench as well. If it's yeah. you know a tight game, you know bringing someone like that on, you know it's, it's always a good option for for years. We sort of never had a, a plan B, but to have Bobby or you know Diogo Jota on the bench, it's it's, it's such a good plan B now. Team wise, I know you said you're going for the same side that started against Porto, but can you see Jurgen potentially offering something different in this game, or do you think he 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 absolutely will not deviate uh, from what, what's been will. working? Like, I mean, personally, I would stick with the same lineup from Porto, but just bring Bobby in in place of Jota. But I have a mm. feeling that, that Klopp's going to put Cater on instead of Jones. I, I can see that happening. Cater, uh, before his uh, before his little spell out, was the informed midfielder for Liverpool. Mm. Since he's been out, now Jones is the informed midfielder for Liverpool. And I can't see him dropping Henderson and playing a, a Cater-Jones no. too. It just wouldn't make no, sense. I can't see that happening. Uh, well, I... I would play Jones, but I think maybe Kate has got the attitude to handle big games better. But Jones always looks great in big games as well. So uh, I think Klopp is probably going to play Kate, but I would rather he played Jones. I think that's yeah. the only question mark for me. I, I'd hate to see Curtis get dropped. You know, he, yeah, what a performance. I know we've spoken great detail about it, obviously, on, I think it was Wednesday, wasn't it? We spoke about yeah. that. And, and how good he actually was. So to see him, if he does get dropped tomorrow, would be, would be upset for him because I don't think he deserves to. I think he deserves he to. He's earned a start in this game, definitely. Absolutely. And like you say, mate, you know, he's had some some big performances already, you know, the Everton games where he scored big goals. And I just think I just think that you've got momentum as a player and a player like him who, who you know, would relish this crowd and would, would take full advantage of that. I can't see I can't see him being dropped personally. I don't think he will. Well, I think the, he'll the stick generation is, side. though, like that side of midfield, whoever's there is going to be going up against De Bruyne. So mm. they're going to have to track back quite a lot because De Bruyne likes to be in those attacking places. He also roams across the pitch. So uh, it's quite, it, it might actually make more sense to play Cater because Jones is, is that much more inexperienced than him. Mm. He might get pulled out of position a bit more by De Bruyne. But if yeah. Klopp told him to essentially be a fourth forward and be constantly looking to sort of to make an in. move on the break, then I think Curtis is, is great for that because he'll just forget about De Bruyne and leave him to uh, Robbo and, and Verge to deal with. Yeah. Uh, and then just constantly just be looking forward. But it's it's a tough one. There's there's positives for both of them playing, but like yeah. I said, I, think I, I I would I would stick with Jones myself. Yeah. I'm on the Jones train as well. <laughs> I think the, the, the City lineup is harder to predict, though. I mean, the, the back line is is sorted. I think we've got uh, Edison, Walker, Diaz, uh, Laporte, and Cancelo. I think is is mm. sorted. You're obviously going to have De Bruyne in there, but then the rest of them, it's like, so what happens? Does Foden play the false nine? Does Jesus play the centre forward? That's, that, that's the key one, isn't it? It's who I mean, plays Ed- in that false nine position for them. I mean, even Jesus could go out on the right. He's been playing well there for them this season. Uh, yeah. Is it going to be Sterling or Grealish on the left? Who's going to play that other centre mid role? There's like that whole sort of forward third of the City team. I have no idea what we're going to be going against. <laughs> uh, could Mares come out? Could could Bernardo Silva yeah. drop into a centre mid role like he did against us last season? Mm. Did very well there. But if he does that, that means De Bruyne goes over to the right and starts facing off against Henderson, uh, which I think is probably preferable for us. 
but Bernardo Silva is a shit house. So yeah, he is. He is, and he's a little prick, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, but it'd be interesting seeing know. Curtis Jones going up against Bernardo Silva. Yeah, because I don't. I think that'd be a good, it'd be a good battle. Well, Curtis, so. Yeah, they, uh, they, I'm sure it'd be quite scrappy. Them two in the middle of the park, it would yeah. be an interesting one. I agree with you, though. I think that that front three for City is something that, unlike Liverpool, where you, you know you're pretty nailed on for two of the front three every week, you know who you're going to be playing. For them, you just genuinely have no idea. Pep sort of loves just changing his side all the time and just throwing curveballs in, and sometimes sort of outwitting himself where. He does things too complex, and like we did in the Champions League final, where he just, yeah. you know, had the the perfect formation system up until the final, and then thinks, ah, I should change it all, do what I want, take out my holder midfielder, be fine. What can, what's the worst that can happen? Um, that's but the biggest risk for City is is that Pep just overthinks Pep, it. Pep is the biggest risk for them. Yeah, which is a squad is is quality enough to come and come and beat us. But yeah. I think if if we look at at how the teams have been playing so far this season, I think if one team is going to win it, it's going to be Liverpool. Um, mm. I mean, all the pundits have been talking about how our oh, Liverpool are back at their best. We're not. We're still. Yeah. There's another level or two above that. I mean, the amount exactly. of that we're missing. I mean, yes, we've scored a lot of goals. I mean, I think the past four games we've scored. It might even be more than four. We've scored three goals at least. Um, yeah. But the the uh, the amount we're missing is far more than we're scoring. Uh, the amount of chances that we're creating. I think we've had like twenty plus chances in the past three games uh, and only scored well five in one and three in the other two. Uh, there's there's definitely another level for us to go, and I think the Porto result uh, it could go one of two ways. It could either, either fill everyone with confidence or make people feel a bit complacent. Yeah. I think it's coin flippers to, as to what we see there. I don't think that Klopp will allow them to get complacent over a result like that. Uh, to be honest, I don't think the players will either. I just I don't think they'll allow themselves to look at that game and go, oh yeah, you know we're gonna we're gonna storm everything else because we've thumped to Porto so many times now that it's sort of becoming the norm to just go to go to yeah. Portugal and beat them 4-5-1. I don't think anyone's going to think, oh, I can sort of sit on my laurels a little bit, but there, mm. there could be like a subconscious niggle with a few players, I think. I think um, maybe Curtis was inexperienced or just think we had a great game last time. I'm in banging form. I'm just going to do it again today. And if mm. he goes in with that mindset and the game starts badly for him, I think you can just pretty much write off his performance. I don't think he'd recover in the game from that. Uh, I, maybe Milner as well might might be, I mean, I know he's sort of your model professional but he's being played out of position in a really demanding position. I think a similar mm. sort of thing might happen to him. The difference being, I don't think he's going to go into this game thinking he's the dog's bollocks. Like I think yeah. Curtis might. Um, I think Milner, though, if if, if he does start bad, because City are going to target our right hand side. We don't 100%. have our first place right back. Uh, Salah doesn't get involved massively defensively. He has been doing more so this season. But I can see, I can see them using. I think this is another reason why I think City are going to play Sterling is that Sterling versus Milner um, I think is going to be absolutely quality. And with Milner doing what Trent does and sort of taking up a midfield position when we're on the attack, Mm. um, that's going to leave a gap for Sterling to be able to do those diagonal runs into the box that he did so well for England at the Euros. Yeah. I think it's a no-brainer to play Sterling over Grealish. I think think they tired with how much football he's played so far this season it's going to be one of them where the defense has just got to be switched on the entire time Matip's got to be if you know if Matip does start he's got to be you know at the top of his game as well to help Milner and Hendo will be crucial for me in that position because we know we know how much he helps Trent out and I think he'll be exactly the same with Milner he'll know he'll know the limitations of James Milner as a right back 
Well, we've seen Hendo be... playing a bit differently this season as well, though, haven't we? Like he's mm. been pushing out wider, getting further forward, and, and not yeah, yes. that pivot in the centre. It's been he's nice been to, to see a different that. option from from Jordan Henderson of someone that yeah. you know he's he's another player now that doesn't he, you know last like you say last year the year before you know he was just dropping in to fill fill that hole. Whereas now we're seeing a different side of him where he's 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 happy to sort of get involved and become another option to to this Liverpool attack, oh. which which is something that I'm really enjoying and. Seeing someone the other day said that you know against Porto that they thought he had a, sh- a shit game, and I was like, what? How, "How you can't say that when a team's winning five one? He didn't do anything glaringly terrible, but I thought I thought he was he was brilliant against Porto. So yeah, yeah. I think when you're talking about a, a I mean, what Hendo's a uh, he's a six, isn't he? He's not he's an a eight. six. Yeah. So yeah, if, if you don't have anything to say about a six at the end of a game, they've probably had a pretty good game because yeah. they just fit in, did their job nothing to complain about, nothing to praise. I think that's that's a sign of a solid performance. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yes, it would be amazing if every every single one of our players on the pitch could set the world on fire every yeah, game. But that's an unrealistic It just thought. doesn't happen, though, yeah. But yeah, I, I think the criticism is a bit uncalled for. It's just a small minority, but I was yeah. gutted because I, I was trying to get tickets to this, like, like, but it's completely sold out. So I know me and Adam were trying for a long for ages to try and get a ticket for this one, but sadly we can't be there in person, but we will be watching regardless. And DJ, is there anything more that you want to add before we wrap it up? I think my, my uh, I mentioned it just before, but I think we're going to be uh, absolutely battered down our right-hand side. Uh, and I think it's definitely going to be a game that requires more defensive input from Salah. Uh, and I think Hendo is going to spend a lot of his time pinned back in that right back position alongside with Millie. Because mm. you look at their right hand side, it's either going to be uh, Cancelo, De Bruyne, Sterling there, or Cancelo, Grealish, Sterling. And either one of those that you pick, they're going to be absolutely pushing that right hand side. So mm. if anything, I don't think Milner, Henderson, and Salah are the ones we really need to worry about there. It's Matip. We need we need Matip to be on fire this game. Mm. Uh, to stop the threat on that on, on City's left hand side, our right hand side. Um, I don't know if it's even worth maybe swapping Matip and Van Dyke round and playing Van Dyke on on the side that's going to be more dangerous. But I don't know. I think Matip this year has been phenomenal. But, but barring that Brentford fluke, you know, but that was a one off sort of game. I think he's been great. So I, I I personally wouldn't change too much. I think Matip's shown before that these sorts of games, if he, you know, he's bang up for it, then he, you know, he's as good as anybody else in the world. In my, in my opinion, mm. he's a phenomenal player. So I don't, I don't think, you know, you need to, to chop and change that defense to move players around. I think, I think you're probably they've right. Just, they've just got to be, you know, they're playing some of the best players in the world. So they've just got to be at the top of their game, but I think they will be. I think that they will be, they'll be right up for this. The crowd will be right up for this as well. It's going to be, yeah. you know, one of those games where the crowd is just going to be into them the whole game. We saw last season, you know, it was the first time in 17 games that Man City won at Anfield and it was crowdless. So, you know, there's, if there's a, a stat for you there's, that shows, you know, how powerful the crowd is, then there is one right there. And I think that it will be a completely different game. And I'm hoping that the players will be bang up for it. And I hope the City players will not be bang up for it. I hope that the three away games in a row will take it out of them and it'll be a game too far. Maybe. That's, I mean, that's, that's talking about the, the effect of the fans here, is this a rivalry now? Is Liverpool City a rivalry? Does this game need a bit more anger in it? No, see, you know, it's a lot of people have started saying that. A lot of man, I see a lot of Man City fans saying, you know, Liverpool are, are rivals. And. You know, in terms of going for the league, yeah, you know, they're a rival side, but I wouldn't personally 
say that they really mean anything to me. I think it's on the cusp of becoming one because you look at our yeah. actual rivalries. Obviously, there's Everton. They're like a stone's throw away on the other side of Stanley Park. There's United, who were our big competition for the title in the uh, in like the 70s and 80s, and then sort of pipped our post off and were dominant through the 90s themselves. But then I'd, I would argue that Chelsea accounted as a rival Chelsea, now. Yeah, you could throw Chelsea in there. Encounters in the noughties. I think over a period of like three or four years, we faced Chelsea quite a lot in the cup <laughs> yeah. and in the and in Europe, and that made them a rival for us. I think it's been about the same amount of time now that City have been our rival for the title. Mm. So I think they're they're there or thereabouts into turning this into a rivalry. But I think a lot of the Liverpool fans just see City as a big bag of money, and that's, don't care that's, that much that, that's what I see them as. I don't see them as a as anything except this oil fountain. Really, <laughs> personally, for me, that's that's the way I see it. I just see them as the side that effectively has just sort of appeared and and is now demanding that. That you know that we're their rivals, and it's not really the way it kind of works. It's a great game for neutrals as well, though, because even last season, the it's game a cracking game. You know, you can't deny yeah. that. It's like everybody's favorite game of the season, even if their team's not playing in it. Just because yeah. you've got two fantastic football insides who don't compromise on their own systems, mm. sort of going head to head, smashing together. Uh, and I think this is this is less a Liverpool versus City game and more a Klopp v Pep game. Yeah. Pep, Pep come out again, didn't he, with some more comments about about it. You know, it's just saying Yeah, managers like, he sees as rivals. He talks yeah, about... Yeah, he sees Klopp as like... Yeah, Klopp and Mourinho and stuff. And, it's like, and yeah, it was just like, all right. <laughs> yeah. So I had the Liverpool like mindset. He's just like, well, if you want to think like that, that's fine. But I don't, I don't see it like that at all. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, just shutting him, shutting him right down again, which hopefully he, again, he will do tomorrow. Like you say, I think it's half four kickoff. It's half four, it is, kickoff, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, half yeah. four kickoff. Shall so we, it'll, uh, be, it'll be a cracker. Yeah, should we get score predictions out to finish off? Yeah, we'll go for some score predictions. I'm going to say 2-1 Liverpool, and I'm going to say that Sadio Mane gets one, and so does Mohamed Salah. That's my prediction, 2-1 to Liverpool. So I'm going to give two predictions. Uh, okay. I, I think it's going to be 2 all. Mm-hmm. But if the effect of the fans is as as big as I think it's going to be, they might suck in a late goal at the cup end. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go for uh, Salah to get one. I'm going to go for a verge header from a corner. Ooh. And I think I'm going to go for um, Jotter off the bench as well. Jotter off the bench. There we go. That would be lovely, a big verge header as well in there. Adam also said, he messaged and said his, his prediction is 3-1 Liverpool. So Adam is sticking with right. the three goals three. that we have we have been consecutively scoring. So Adam's gone gone for that again. Personally, I hope I hope, it's, I hope Adam's right again, like he has been a lot this season. So I hope he a three-one result swings on Firmino. It it really does swing on Bobby Firmino. being at the top of his yeah. game. Yeah, pulling defenders That's... out of position and what have you. Yeah, hopefully Jeez, Bobby Firmino sprinkles a bit of that samba and that birthday magic that obviously is his birthday today as well so happy birthday oh yeah bobby happy, welcome happy, to the 30th, happy 30th yeah happy 30th mate <laughs> uh hopefully you can have a great present tomorrow but deed if there's nothing more to add then thank you very much for joining me buddy always a pleasure to chat with you and i will speak to you tomorrow everyone listening at home thank you very much for listening and cheery Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Sports 
Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.